Welcome to our Great Investor Insights podcast. My name is Marmi Okwafo-Koto. I'm a senior associate in the asset management team of Anna Novri. Today, we'll be interviewing Marzin Al-Jaber, an active private investor in over two dozen companies in Saudi Arabia and the United States, who also serves as the chairman of Jada Fund of Funds, a subsidiary of the Saudi Public Investment Fund. Marzin is also the vice chairman of a rider investment company, the asset manager of the Saudi Public Pension Agency. Welcome, Marzin. Thank you, Mamia. It's a pleasure to be with you. Thank you. So, Marzin, what would you say the trends are since the onset of COVID-19 in the Saudi fundraising market? Well, Mamia, like many other countries, COVID-19 affected Saudi Arabia pretty dramatically, and it had a very substantial impact in 2020. I think what makes Saudi Arabia unique, though, is that COVID-19 collided with an existing reform program that was already underway within the country. And as we've seen in many other parts of the world, but particularly in the Middle East and especially in Saudi Arabia, there's been this increasing embrace of entrepreneurialism as well as digitization. And so this process was underway in 2019, we had a very landmark venture capital exit in the form of Kareem ride-sharing business that exited to Uber in a $3 billion plus transaction. It captured the imagination of the investing community and it captured the imagination of many entrepreneurs and would-be entrepreneurs. And so this was the setting into which Saudi Arabia went into COVID-19. And I think when COVID-19 struck, we then saw an increasing embrace of digitalization then being driven by a required embrace of digitalization And we saw an acceleration of consumer adoption that came at a time when the market was pretty primed for these kinds of businesses. So to the point of the fundraising and the investment environment, I think when we saw these two factors collide, what we began to then see is a lot of investors and entrepreneurs really wake up to see the vision of digitization, entrepreneurialism. And that resulted in for businesses that had been launched in 2018, 2019 that might have been coming to market, they saw, I think, a much more receptive investor atmosphere. And so we saw in 2020 greater fundraising within this market. Interestingly, also fundraising was happening on a remote basis. So investors that never met entrepreneurs in person agreeing and transacting over virtual meetings virtually conducted due diligences, et cetera. We also saw for businesses that hadn't been formed this incredible increase in desire to start businesses and to realize the possibilities of digitizing traditionally offline businesses. On the fund and the fund formation environment, we also saw a similar trend of an existing policy process of promotion of funds and facilitation of financing to small and medium businesses that, again, gets sort of turbocharged by this pandemic, which then led to an acceleration of new fund formation as well as investment into new fund. So I think in many ways, what was happening in this market, I think is similar to what was happening in others in terms of the embrace of technology businesses and digitization. I think what made Saudi Arabia unique was it came on this in the backdrop of a number of existing reform programs where perhaps the effect was more pronounced. And I should also note From a public health perspective, very fortunately, Saudi Arabia had managed to avoid some of the more difficult situations that other countries had faced in terms of struggling with case counts and struggling with the balance of reopening. And I think that also allowed the economy to perhaps recover a little bit faster and gave investors more confidence to invest into these new businesses. 
That's really interesting. And just reflecting there on the story of Kareem, I think that is a clear success story and must give potential investors hope that there are serious prospects of success with a number of entrepreneurial initiatives. You mentioned DD for investing in various VC funds being done virtually. I think clearly the story of Kareem gives people a huge leap of faith. What would your message be to potential investors interested in investing in Saudi-focused PE or, or indeed VC funds? I think investing into these funds is fundamentally about investing into Saudi Arabia. And I think as investors look at this market, I think what distinguishes Saudi Arabia from other emerging markets is its unique combination of macroeconomic stability, attractive demographics, and ongoing reforms. In terms of macroeconomic stability, unlike many emerging markets, Saudi Arabia has a currency that's pegged to the US dollar, which makes life a lot simpler for investors in that one doesn't have to worry about currency fluctuations, hedging currency, or trying to finance operations and borrow in a high interest rate currency. In terms of the demographics, unlike many other parts of the world, Saudi Arabia's population is young and growing. Half of the population is below the age of 25, and we still have positive natural population growth. And so that means that it provides a lot of demand tailwinds for the next decade, two decades. And then finally, in terms of the reforms, as probably many of your listeners are aware, Saudi Arabia has been undergoing a series of very dramatic reforms over the past five years since the ascent of King Salman. And a lot of it is captured in the Vision 2030 program, which is to develop Saudi Arabia comprehensively, both economically as well as socially, and to achieve a very ambitious set of targets in respect of that development over the next decade. And this is touching all aspects of the economy. And it generally follows this theme of year-over-year facilitation of business, making things more transparent, making things more efficient. And we're seeing a government that's really energized behind trying to achieve that vision. And for the investor, it provides a very attractive backdrop to look at good businesses and really focus on creating businesses that are able to create value for their customers and create profit for their shareholders. When you mentioned the reform program, I mean, I've been going to Saudi for over 10 years now, and I've certainly seen a number of changes. I've seen women driving, and that's really exciting to see. What about in the PE space? Are we seeing women progressing in the PE space and in the VC space? Are we seeing lots of women in asset management as opposed to 10 years ago? Yeah, absolutely. I think that women have become an increasingly year over year, a more important part of our labor force, especially within the professional community. And it's been really great to see. We've seen extremely qualified and gifted ladies in asset management in the financial and banking space in generally, but also in other professional services, you find extremely qualified ladies in legal services and across all areas of the economy. I think beyond this area as well, we're also seeing reforms that are opening up whole new parts of the economy. And so we've seen a substantial expansion in retail services, in entertainment, in tourism, in travel. And these are opening up whole new fields for potential investment in the years to come. So just thinking about first-time managers, and we often find that a lot of the VC funds are often first-time managers. What do you say to your sophisticated investor who wants to invest into these markets with first-time managers? How do you inspire confidence amongst these sophisticated investors? I think it's a very good question. What should give those investors confidence in this market is that these first-time managers are generally raising really the vast majority of their money from local investors already. So I think an international investor that's considering a commitment to these managers should take comfort from the fact that those managers are 
vetted by people within the existing community, people who know them. I should also note that there are a number of government entities that are also very actively investing in these managers, including the one that I chair, Jetta Fund of Funds, but also the Saudi venture capital company, which is under uh, Munshaat. And so an international investor that is investing into these funds not only has local investors investing alongside them, but also pretty substantial government entities that are very actively reviewing and vetting those managers and those funds. I did a training session with JADA Fund of Funds for a number of first-time managers, albeit through WebEx earlier this year. And that was really enjoyable to see the enthusiasm of the managers to understand and learn what investors' key concerns are and, and share their experiences and look at what's being done across the globe in respect of trade associations such as ILPA. So I, I think I, I agree with you. I can testify that actually we are seeing, although that might be deemed to be first-time managers, they are extremely enthusiastic and keen to learn and add much experience in what they've done to date. So yeah, I think it's an excellent platform. It's sort of a watch this space market. What would you say you're most proud of in the Saudi fund investment space? I think really the number and the variety of funds that have been formed over the past two years or so. We've historically not had a deep market for funds here, for private equity funds or private equity and venture capital funds. And over the past few years, with the boost from a number of initiatives, including JEDA, as well as Munchad and the Saudi venture capital company to stake and to anchor emerging fund managers. As a result of that, we've seen much greater enthusiasm among would-be fund managers to go out and raise funds, and as well as enthusiasm from limited partners to invest alongside these government entities into these funds. And the result of that has been the number and the range of the funds that have been coming to market has been really exciting. And so we've been seeing funds pursuing different strategies, whether it's in the size of their investments or their particular focus areas. I think going forward, I'm excited to see how this space continues to evolve because I think we'll continue to see more differentiation and specialization, which I think will be very exciting and bring up the quality of not just the funds, but also the businesses that they're investing into. Thank you. And what would you say the investment strategies and opportunities are that institutional investors are focusing on in Saudi? I think the one that is most prominent has been venture capital because it gets a lot of the attention and it gets a lot of people excited about new and innovative startups. But there are also a number of other areas where institutional investors are investing. With the Vision 2030 program, there's been a opening of the economy in many different areas. Most significantly, we're seeing a lot of opportunities that have opened in retail services such as entertainment or dining, as well as in tourism. And we're now seeing funds that are being formed to pursue those opportunities, as well as existing institutional investors that are directly pursuing those opportunities off of their own balance sheets. In addition, we're also seeing opportunities and investments in heavy industry areas like oil and gas and petrochemical, which is something that has always been happening in Saudi Arabia. But the new twists are the new investment into the downstream industries that are related to those sectors. And we're also seeing initiatives and programs by those companies like Sabic and Aramco to further promote the development of their downstream industries. And that's creating investment opportunities. And investors are pursuing them and fund managers are creating funds to pursue them as well. There seems to be some really interesting opportunities in Saudi. It would seem that it's almost too good to be true, but I think you've given us the facts that make it clear that it is true. You've spoken about what you're most proud of in the Saudi fund investment space. What would you say are the areas 
for development in this space? I think the market opportunity is indeed quite compelling. I think the challenge for institutional investors is now the development of the managers themselves. And many of the managers that are active in the market are by, I think, most definitions would still be emerging managers. And that requires as a result that investors perhaps pay a, a bit more attention to the development of those managers. The good news is that the managers are I think, almost universally very coachable and very eager to develop and learn. And they've structured their funds in forms that should be quite familiar for investors, whether they're structured as offshore funds in places like Cayman or onshore funds regulated under a very strong Saudi capital markets authority. But I think for a limited partner, it just means paying a bit more attention to some of the terms of the fund, ensuring that in the discussions with the managers and through that due diligence process, that the manager indeed also understands how the fund is to be managed and is to be administered. But I'm confident that in the years to come, as we see many of these funds go on to deploy their funds, raise new funds, that this issue naturally goes away as they gain more experience. I think that's right. And I think that we will continue to see developments in the investment fund space. And so there will always be a challenge to get up to speed or to think a bit more outside the box. And for example, now there are challenges in respect of ESG. What do investors want? What are asset managers going to do? How do they come up to international best practice? And what is international best practice in respect of ESG? So we certainly see a challenge there. And that will be interesting to see how fund managers cope with that, not just in the MENA space, but globally. Last question, what was your outlook for investing in MENA for 2021? I think 2021, like in many parts of the world, but perhaps maybe more pronounced over here, I think my expectation is a pretty robust economic rebound. And with that, I think redoubling some of the efforts around economic reform and development of new sectors, reopening of travel and tourism, I think, is also going to be a very exciting development. And I think from an investing perspective, I believe that this will lead to a continuation of the process that we've been seeing of new funds being formed, except perhaps with expansion into newer strategies. And so perhaps focusing on areas that reflect the economic opportunities that are coming down the pike in 2021 and 2022. Martin, thank you very much. We have now run out of time, but I have certainly learned a lot and I believe the listeners will also. So again, just thank you. And we look forward to hearing more of these success stories in Saudi. Thank you. Thank you for having me. It was my pleasure.